Welcome to the Canadian Real Estate Investor, where hosts Daniel Foch and Nick Hill navigate the market and provide the tools and insights to build your real estate portfolio. Welcome back to another episode of the Canadian Real Estate Investor podcast. Today, I'm joined here by two very special folks, but one extra special who is a sponsor on the show. You may know... Oh, yeah. We're supposed to be quiet about that, right? Great pun. Um, yeah, so we're joined here by Mike from Sonapan. Mike, can you give us a quick introduction for those who you know, weren't paying enough attention during the ads, perhaps, of, of what you guys do and uh, why you're interested in, in being involved with our show? Of course. Well, first of all, thanks for having me. Uh, and to talk a little bit about uh, Sonopen, we are a soundproofing manufacturer. Uh, so we produce these uh, uh, different soundproofing materials, but uh, Sonopen being the primary one, and that's the one that we're talking about on the show, and that's one we advertise on. It's sold in Home Depots across Canada, four by eight panel, three quarters of an inch thick, and it just installs behind drywall. So really easy to work with. We also have a flooring panel called Sonopan X, and that can, can go on the flooring. And both of these stop uh, different types of noise, so unwanted sound, whether it's uh, uh, impact sound, whether it's airborne sound. Uh, we will help you work with. Uh, we will help work with you and provide solutions on different noise problems. Now, Mike, you were kind enough to drive all the way here from London, Ontario, not London, England, where you obviously hail from. That's where I get a lot. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> from London, Ontario, to come and help us two schmucks actually put some of this Sonopan stuff up today. And unlike drywall, because it does kind of have the same feeling as drywall, right? It comes in the big panels, big uh, rectangular panels. Um, but it's really, really light. I think you said 26 pounds. Yeah, exactly. 26. So even a sheet of half inch drywall is close to 38 pounds. Right. So it's very, very lightweight, but quite dense. And yeah. that's what allows it to absorb a wide range of sound frequencies. So we just spent the better part of, what would you spend a couple hours probably just soundproofing this entire studio, which is a room, was a room, formerly a room in my garage. It's actually funny because we always make this joke. There's like a meme on Instagram that like realtors will spend like, you know, uh, a whole week making a podcast studio ra rather than making a single cold call. And here we are, you know, a year in, literally almost exactly a year in, we're about to, I guess we're right after our hundredth episode here. And we finally, thanks to you, have a, a <laughs> somewhat studio. I mean, we're we're literally recording on a sheet of plywood right now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, this is but, studio version one here. But it's it's soundproof, so it is soundproof. It's uh, we'll call it the green room for now until uh, the next steps. But uh, it looks great, guys. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Yeah. Yes. So I guess we're here today to talk about broadly about building materials and and their role in being a landlord and being a real estate investor. You know, we, before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about sort of like the top things that you can do. And I think we're each going to kind of discuss our opinion on that. But like, what are the best things that we can do kind of from two perspectives? So number one is to um, add value to a property. Um, number two is to improve the tenant experience, so quality of life. And then number three is to actually kind of like life-proof a unit to make it, you know, durable and last for a long period of time. So we can talk about different types of flooring and stuff like that. So why don't we start with the obvious one, which is, you know, kind of along that lines of, we talk about this a lot on the show, you know, typically if you're buying a rental property in Canada, it has to have more than one unit in it. In order to do that well, you need to make sure that the occupants of each unit get along with one another. And an easy way to do that is to interrupt the sound between the two of them. So 
harmony between tenants in a, in a multiplex. So we can talk a little bit about soundproofing, but what other ways can can landlords or what ways can they use your product or other products that you know, because you're an expert on this stuff, the building materials, um, to, to improve the experience and make their investment better? Right. I mean, we were just talking a little bit before the show on what each of our opinion was on how uh, you can best improve uh, the space for a tenant. And uh, of course, we uh, we all know, and you've mentioned it many times, a good quality tenant uh, makes the uh, makes all the difference in a rental property. And um, I mean, obviously, my my initial thought, first thing to mind, is, is soundproofing because I mean that uh, that space is their home and it's the sanctuary. And uh, we all live very very busy lives now, and you want to come home and not have to hear what your neighbor's playing or not have to hear uh, the dog barking or the, uh, the the ambulance going by or um, any any type of noise. So noise is unwanted sound and we need that uh, piece. And there's actually been studies done that show uh, how it affects your mental health. So they, uh, for example, and they took a school where one side of the school was right by the, the train tracks and the, the, uh, the other side was not. And the students on the side of the train tracks didn't learn as well. They were actually the the their um, performance was stagnated because of the noise issues. So it's it's not something that's uh, good for any of us, and uh, it certainly leads to noise complaints and uh, tenant complaints that that we don't want. But um, some of the other things, I mean, obviously visual finishes as well. And uh, one of the other things that uh, I've personally experienced is you want to provide a space that's comfortable for the tenant. So temperature is one of the big things. You don't want to, you want to replace older windows. Uh, seals, uh, go around with um, some uh, foam sealants in the basement, things like that. It doesn't have to be uh, even major renovations, but cut the drafts down, put new door seals in, things like that that really uh, will improve a tenant's quality of life. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think temperature and the ability to regulate temperature, not only is it a um, quality of life factor, and but it's also a, a cost factor, right? Like if you go through, and I don't know if you know, like the figures on you know, kind of like the return on investment from that. Cause like a lot of people who have multiplex properties, they're seldom two uh, individual meters, right? So you're, even if it's two electric meters, it's not often you get two gas meters and two furnaces and all of that. And so, you know, your forced air gas furnace is heating the property. And if, if the property is not insulated efficiently, or you're getting a ton of draft where heat's escaping through the windows, that can cost that those costs can really add up over time. Um, so I would imagine, you know, similar to replacing a furnace, insulating a property properly probably can help quite a bit at the bottom line. It, it certainly would. And we all know, I um, mean, recently we've all experienced the inflation on, uh, and I think it's just going to get worse as we uh, transition out of the nuclear plants in Ontario, for example. Uh, we're going to feel uh, feel the pain of raising electricity costs and uh um, gas costs are not going down anytime soon. So that definitely hits us and the uh, the tenants as well. So providing that saves them money and uh, provides a uh, a better space for them. Yeah, let's talk about cost for a second. Um, and before we jump in, I just want to say, you know, going back to our episode with, with Chip Wilson and the way that uh, him and David of Low Tide Properties look at the relationship between a landlord and a tenant, right? You are a landlord, your business is your tenants to keep them happy. So all these little things that we're talking about, soundproofing, touching up paint, you know, having the ability to 
control the temperature. Like these sound like pretty standard things for most people, but unfortunately there's a lot of landlords out there that don't provide the basics, right? So, and a lot of these things can be done very cost effectively. I mean, it gets to the point where what's, you know, is it worth it to be fielding those calls? And I'm talking from personal experience here. Is it worth it to be fielding those calls because your upstairs neighbor is playing music or your downstairs neighbor is playing music or your side-by-side duplex neighbor is playing music at some ungodly hour of the night and, and you don't want to hear it because you've got to get up at work in the morning or you just don't want to hear it because you hate the music yeah. or whatever <laughs> the case is. Um, that's not fair to do. So it's these little solutions like, like this with this product that I think can make the world of a difference. And I think that with landlords, we should always be looking at the most cost-effective, high-impact solutions for for ourselves and for our tenants. So let's talk about what it would cost to, you know, actually apply this product to, let's say, a duplex conversion. I'm because I just did this, and uh, this is before I knew about this product and before we had met Mike. So, damn, where were you when I needed you two years <laughs> we ago? We hear that quite often. <laughs> um, yeah, and 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 my contractor, what he does, he he kind of did like a. It was like sprayed, it looked like newspaper, like newspaper. Probably a cellulose insulation. Yeah. So that went between the uh, the floor. Right? That's so exactly the- what that is. So it's it's uh, newspaper that's ground up and treated with a fire retardant that becomes insulation. So instead of putting a fiberglass or a wool bat insulation, you put blown in cellulose, which is actually very good for soundproofing. And um, it, it, insulation is, it does play a role as well. So it's not like we're Sonopan going is going in and replacing uh, insulation. Insulation stops resonance and echoing in a cavity, and it does add to the STC points. Which actually, here's one for the dictionary. Yes, thank you. STC is how we, uh, in our language, talk about soundproofing. It's what the government specs are uh, for um, for any multi-dwelling building, and that is sound transmission class. So that deals with airborne sound. So in other words, if you've got a demising wall, which divides between one neighbor and the next, you're required to have an STC of at least 47 in Ontario. It ranges a little bit throughout the country. The lowest is 43 in BC, from what I've heard. Uh, but you need is to- Is just quieter in BC? I guess. <laughs> I, guess. I don't know. I think um, judging by- uh, what what we've seen with our sales in BC, I think people are just more considerate of that to begin with. So maybe that's a trend that's been around for a while and the uh, requirements are less because people just incorporate soundproofing more naturally. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it's either way, uh, you do have to meet the, this requirement, but the requirement to have a minimum uh, of 47 means you will, at 47, you will still hear what's going on next door. And that is not good quality of life, and uh, it's not private. I mean, if you don't, you don't want your neighbor to hear if you're uh, what you're cooking for dinner and you're you're moving pots around on the stove, or that you're yelling at. Uh, 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 your kids or something like that. I mean, hopefully that's not happening anyway, but. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting too, because like it, you know, it comes back to running the business of, of a property and doing that well. And this is like one of those preventative things where you can almost, in anticipation of those future problems, you know, mitigate those issues by just controlling a small variable, which is sound travel, right? They, they could turn into a very large variable right. if it's consistently happening and and causing conflict between, you know, multiple yeah. tenants in the building. Yeah. 
So we, you asked why it would cost. I mean, I didn't, yeah. did, well, I didn't, I just wanted to talk about cellulose and insulation a little bit. I didn't mean to go on a, uh, tangent to avoid that. Uh, Home Depot sells it across Canada at about a dollar a square foot, little less than that even. So, uh, it's very affordable. It installs much like drywall, but you don't have to tape it or mud it because it installs behind the drywall. So it's hidden once you're, once you've got it up and, uh, you just use drywall screws. So anyone costs, can install this. There's no skill. I mean, well, we just did it and we're not skilled. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think you're skilled, but uh, <laughs> Nick and I probably, you know. We'll stick to podcasting for yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> not quitting our day job. Um, so on that topic, when you, you know, when you talk about soundproofing, so, you know, in I think for most of the Canadian building code and at least the Ontario building code for a duplex like you're describing, if you want to do a duplex conversion, you typically have to put, I think, 5H drywall and, and or, or is it and safe and sound insulation between the two units? So safe and sound is, um, it, it's... It's usually required for the fire rating because, and this is, it's interesting. It's a gray area of the code. So we've been diving into this a little bit because uh, we've been talking to a lot of people about about UL approvals and code. And Sonopem, by the way, is UL approved for fire ratings, fire rated assemblies. But um, the uh, insulation is required. So for soundproofing, it makes very little difference whether you use fiberglass, a wool bat, uh, or um, really a cellulose. I mean, the cellulose does tend to be the better of the three, but it's also very rare. You don't see it too often because it does have to be blown in. And uh, the most common, you just most people just go and buy the off-the-shelf bats. So uh, the, uh, the requirement usually is uh, insulation, uh, drywall and 5.8 type X drywall for fire rating, which is also good for soundproofing because it adds mass. So maybe now's a good time to quickly touch on the four elements of soundproofing because we've got into we've got into two of them already, which is insulation, which stops resonance and e- echoing in an empty cavity. You've got drywall or any form of mass. In Canada, uh, drywall is the easiest. Type X is what we recommend. It's about 80 pounds a sheet. So when I talk about type X drywall, what I mean is it's a fire rated drywall and it's five eighths of an inch thick and it's different than half inch, not only because it's thicker, but it actually has a much more dense core with fiberglass. So if you recall, um, 10 minutes ago or so, I mentioned that uh, drywall is about, about 38 pounds, the half inch. The five eighths type X is about 80 pounds. So mass plays an important role in soundproofing, and that adds a lot of mass. We have heard talk about mass-loaded vinyl and things like that, mainly from the U.S. Uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're using concrete as mass or mass-loaded vinyl or 5.8 drywall. They all add the same element, just in different thicknesses. So you could, for example, have a sheet of uh, quarter-inch mass-loaded vinyl, which will do the same as a 5-inch thick slab of concrete, but they're just different uh, densities of mass. No, sorry to interrupt you, but th- so those that application is typically required from a fireproofing, a fire separation right. between the two units. Exactly. But does it would, it, it would it meet like that quality of life component on a on a um, soundproofing? So a typical assembly ra- rates at STC fifty, which is the insulation, the five eighths drywall, and usually what's called resilient channel, which is a decoupling mechanism. Uh, so decoupling can be done a couple of different ways. That's the uh, fourth element. So to recap, we've got insulation which it reduces that resonance. Drywall, which is mass, two very common building materials. Sonopan, that creates a con- continuous and solid barrier. 
to stop the sound, and then a decoupling mechanism, which is usually required by code, especially in up-down uh, duplexes. So you've got on the ceiling, you'll have this called a resilient channel, and it creates a separation between the two building materials, which helps with bass and vibrational frequencies. That spec is an STC of 50 by code, which is a, a, with a single layer of drywall. Uh, with a double layer of drywall, you'd add a couple of STC points. And at that point, you would still hear a lot of what's going on in the uh, in the next room or, or in the upstairs or downstairs unit. And a lot of that is because of also how it's constructed. Even if you're doing a good job, you're still not in a lab setting where they measure this. So the um, there's still other things to consider like uh, ductwork, like lighting, uh, like electrical boxes. All these things play into soundproofing. And I mean, we're not building a radio station here, but it does make a difference when you add all those things up. And you you can, an STC uh, 50 in a lab turns out to be closer to an STC 40 in real life. And that makes a big difference because you can hear a lot of what's going on. Okay, so let's talk about some of the other applications here. I mean, you know, up, down, duplex. Let, let's, let, like, who else is using this? I mean, a lot of our listeners are investors a lot of them are contractors or people that are building in those basement suites or or taking a single family and, and turning it into a triplex or a fourplex or any of that kind of stuff but there's also a lot of content creators and i know we've got some other people listening that that have their own podcast that are maybe starting a podcast kind of thing so let's let's talk about who's using it and and why and then and then we'll focus in after that on on more of the investors and, and some of the applications there right it's funny yes uh, sorry to interrupt but the like a big like the the glaring application from my perspective right now is work from home right and that's exactly what i was going to jump for is the last few years has been a lot of home offices you're right and i mean uh it's Everyone should be using this. So what I compare it soundproofing to is it's it's the missing element because we all go into a home and we look for hardwood floors or granite countertops or tile or the visual things that you see, the finishes. But no one goes into an into a new home or a, uh, a home when they're going through and and uh, Dan, you could probably attest to this as you walk people through in, in the real estate business. No one goes through and says, what type of soundproofing do you have in here? Or, or, or yells and, and starts to figure exactly. out what kind of the, acoustic, <laughs> the acoustics are like or anything. I had no very yeah. good point. And uh, I mean, when we when anyone does a renovation, we should always be considering. And this is the answer isn't always yes, by the way. But you should always be asking that question: Do I need soundproofing in this space? So whether it's renovating a home office, whether it's finishing a basement for a utility room for kids to play for a home theater. Whether it's you renovating a washroom and you don't want to hear the plumbing noise or wake up your uh, your partner if you wake up at 5 a.m. and they wake up at 7, uh, they, you, they don't want to hear you in the, in the washroom having a shower, uh, any of those applications. And it's not ever a whole house that you do unless you're running an Airbnb with separate rooms or something unique like, unique like that. Yeah. It's always the, uh, uh, the unique spaces that are washrooms, bedrooms, kitchens. Uh, bathrooms and uh, home offices, home offices. Libraries, that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. What about like a, like, so those are all mom and pop, you know, guys like us are using them kind of thing. Is there a commercial application for this? Absolutely. And I was just talking to someone uh, yesterday who has got a gym on one side and a studio on the other side. And they've been brought in to, uh, to bid on this project to, um, 
to soundproof the space because the studio doesn't want the sounds from the the trampoline and the uh, and and the other noises. People from- grunting when they're max <laughs> exactly and, uh, throwing the weights down. Yeah. Now we, Dan, you're that guy right in the gym. Yeah. <laughs> now we do, we don't work on industrial stuff, so it's not like we'd be doing uh, you know making materials to throw down weights on. But right. but in the uh, the music that's playing in the gym for sure. And how many, like to answer that question, so how did that call go with that contractor? Like how many layers of Sonopin are you putting? So just one. Uh, And this is the thing that separates us, right? Is because other companies have gone out there in the past and said, use this product, it soundproofs. But soundproofing is an assembly. Now, it doesn't have to be a complicated assembly. There's a lot of misinformation on the internet, which I think uh, leads to a lot of confusion and a lot of different opinions out there on the internet as well. But um, but you just need one layer of Sonopen will stop noise going both ways. And then the other three elements that I mentioned, so the mast, which is the drywall, the insulation, and then the potentially decoupling, which I would recommend in this particular situation. But maybe now is a good time to say uh, Sonopen.com is a great resource. And we are at our 1-800 number, which is available on the website as well. We are always available to help and guide people through. So if it's a project you've never worked on, whether you're a DIY or a pro, we're happy to help you walk you through. And we don't just talk about Sonopan. We will walk you through an assembly that will work for your noise application. What percentage of your existing clientele or or maybe people reaching out to you right now are real estate investors that are renovating some kind of suite or or building out some kind of new unit that they're you know, looking into this product because, again, I can comfortably say that I, I've had these this complaint multiple times in in multiple different um, in in different houses and different uh, like a different arrangement of of houses where someone's calling me at you know whatever time that they're getting a complaint and they don't want to call the cops and and I don't want them to either so I I get the phone call or our property manager gets the phone call and it's hey this person needs to be quiet this person needs to turn it down. Um, you know, you never want to get involved in those kind of situations. And but it is this, a really common pain. Point so for, common, for multiplex properties. So like, common. And the worst part about it is that you know they're they're all adults at the end of the day, yeah. and they you, they should be able to figure it out, right? But uh, this isn't like university parties kind of thing, or or you know your random Saturday nights. But how many like is that is that the most common people that are that are using this right now? Or what's what's funny is as you said, as I even get a lot of tenants calling me and saying, hey, I have this noise problem, what can I do? And then the end of the day, unfortunately, it usually uh, becomes, hey, talk to your landlord because we're happy to walk through a solution, but there's no temporary soundproofing solution. Uh, we're not talking about you know, an office divider here. It's, it is separating a space from next. But, uh, but it's, it's a definitely a growing segment. I mean, we've been, Sonopan's been around since the 90s, but we're a Quebec company. We manufacture it in Louisville, Quebec. And we haven't really marketed it outside of Quebec uh, until the last three or four years. So we uh, we went national with Home Depot and uh, and did a lot of advertising the last three or four years. And that segment is probably our fastest growing segment along with home builders. So we're talking to a lot of multi-dwelling home builders, building townhouses, stack towns, uh, multi um, uh, side-by-sides. So that's a big segment for us. It too. is interesting because, like, it, it's not technically building code in for for Maltese right now, right? But it, but like, it is it, it, the biggest complaint that I hear about towns, stack towns, and all of that is sound, right? If you're if you're in a because we're you know if we want to try and get cheaper and cheaper, you know, to to deal with the housing affordability crisis, you know, we're starting to build these out of out of wood now rather than concrete. 
but then you end up with a bit of noise transfer if you're dealing with paper walls. And so that's it. And we were we were actually doing a home show a few years back, and we were beside Terion, the booth that does the yeah. um, uh, the warranty for new homes and, and handles that for Ontario. And uh, they were saying that they sort of came and looked at us and said, "Hey, like, how can you help us out? How can we work together? Yeah. Because noise, they get so many noise complaints. It's the number one issue in uh, in new dwellings is noise complaints." Really? Yeah. 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 I, I mean, believe that for townhouses and stuff. does not surprise me. I mean, again, like look at the stuff that every landlord listening to this podcast right now has gotten a noise complaint. I Or 99. If you're the one guy that's listening that hasn't gotten one, good yeah. for you. It's coming. Check your house. I'm yeah. going to put sauna pan in. Yeah. As far as like application goes, like do I have to take the ceiling down like if i want to go and put this in like what like walk me through the actual construction process of of you know i I don't really want to do a big demo on a place because it doesn't really need anything but i do want to fix the sound proofing issue i want to use sonopan because you know i've got a two thousand square foot home it's going to cost me essentially two thousand bucks materials right dollar a square foot um, plus labor, the labor probably isn't much because you can likely do it yourself or, you know, with two sets of hands. Um, just don't ask us to do it. Do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We did a pretty good job. I we think. did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's, let's walk through like what, like the actual application looks like. Right. I mean, one of our fastest growing products right now is as well as Sonopen X for the floor, because a lot of people you asked about, hey, what do I do if my room is finished? Yeah, because well, I've got properties right now that, that I have noise complaints at, but I don't want to go in and rip out the ceiling because that's a whole, right. that's a whole other thing. And right? drywall so, creates dust. So it's easy for someone to go in and replace the flooring. So Sonopen X is a 716 inch thick compressed board that is designed for, here's another acronym, uh, IIC, Impact yes. Isolation Class. So that's an interesting one for everyone. That one deals with impact noise, which is different than airborne noise. Impact noise is vibrations traveling through building materials caused by footfall, furniture moving, things like that. And if anyone has ever lived in a, uh, a, a unit or a basement or any place that has hardwood and a toddler running around, you oh, know exactly yeah. what I'm yeah. talking about. Oh, there's <laughs> condo buildings. Yeah, today, I was going to say, like, well, there's you know, those, those those memes where you're like, my upstairs neighbor is walking, like dancing in high heels all the time <laughs> kind of thing. Over. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and uh, condos is another interesting one as well because... Um, Without going down that rabbit hole, uh, there's this IIC 72 measurement that's generally thrown around. And um, again, so impact isolation class IIC is how you measure that reduction in impact sound, those vibrations. And uh, this IIC 72, most people just look at a package and go, okay, perfect. I got this IIC 72 underlay. It's going to do meet the condo requirements. Impact isolation class cannot be measured with one product alone. So basically, you can cheat on that test and just create a, a huge assembly with suspended ceilings and all sorts of different things and put on your package. Yeah, we have an IIC 72 test approved. So that's what a lot of problems are arising from in these condos is uh, condo boards who are not people who are familiar with construction or building materials. They're, they're there to manage the money and the uh, allocation of um, funds as well as the uh, requirements and the keep the peace in the condo. So uh, they're a managing board, not a contractor board. And they just see this and go, okay, perfect. We'll use this in our condos. And you can go ahead and replace your, uh, your old tile upstairs with uh, whatever new flooring. And someone puts this down and then all of a sudden the neighbor below says, hey, I can hear everything. Well, that's uh, that's because the product is not 
providing on its own the soundproofing required. So that's where minimum codes or confusion with minimum requirements that have got to be numbers thrown around uh, can be a real issue. Yeah, you know, going back to the the builders and, and builder grade stuff, I mean, you know, I've, I've got bones to pick with with builder grade stuff and dan you and i have been out touring some some properties recently that that are essentially builder grade from 20 years ago that have not been touched um those properties are now quite expensive but you know these this is the same property where you know linoleum and and just very cheap materials and the walls are are paper thin you can literally have a conversation through the wall if you wanted to or, or even through the floor and into it's, the basement right? it's even like, funnier because like that builder grade in the in like the 90s and early 2000s was actually probably uh, maybe i'm being speaking out of turn here but potentially better quality i like, think you're right you know what I mean? Like the, some of these newer houses with like pure paper walls. Well, like that, that and like, for example, lightweight drywall, which is the new yeah, thing right. now. Well, which sounds cool and, and, and good. It's great and for the installers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> but it's not awesome great. when you're hand bombing out of a truck. Yeah, it's not great when you're living there and you got to deal with essentially, yeah, like, you know, eight and a half by 11 sheets of paper that are, you know, separating you and your neighbors. Exactly. So that's, uh, I mean... It's like anything else, right? If you pick a good builder, then they should be building with quality products as well as incorporating soundproofing, or at least at the very very minimum, offering you uh, soundproofing options. And that's is that what's happening? Are you guys working your way into the builder community, and that's now like a, a special or or whatever that they can choose? People can get an upgrade, like they want quartz countertops and soundproofing. We're starting to so for mo- so many years, it's just been, uh, hey, you want soundproofing? We'll throw an in insulation. And that was the offer. It was just, we'll leave it at that. Uh, but there are so many more things that people could do. So people can ask for 5 eighths drywall instead of half inch. And people can ask for Sonopen, which will make a big difference. So that Sonopen alone will basically double the soundproofing. So now you've got different options out there for, for improving that soundproofing in a new build. How much, uh, like... How much thicker does your wall get if you do the full system? So if you're like, because after you go Sonopan, Resilient Channel, 5 eighths, it's it's really only a half inch thicker. Right. So so Resilient Channel is about half an inch thick. And that's and basically creating an air gap, right? Like just- It's not, not just, it yeah. is, but it's not the air gap that actually creates the disruption. So the uh, Resilient Channels have two sides and they're about half an inch thick and it's almost shaped like a Z. So the, the one side gets attached to the framework. Then it's a, the other side- is is disconnected by louvers or depending on the different styles, circles, but um, there's a disconnection in that resilient channel itself, which stops the vibrations traveling from the drywall finish side to the frame side. And the issue with the resilient channel is we see them 90% of the time installed incorrectly. If installed correctly, they add between three and seven SDC points is the general consensus. So they do help. They do help a little bit as well with impact noise, which is a a nice addition. So if you've got bass music or uh, uh, to a degree with footfall, but... um, but they do help with uh, those vibrational noises. Uh, and then Sonopan three-quarter inch. So if you're talking about uh, you know a, a wall incorporating all of the elements, you're adding about an inch and a quarter. So you're adding the half inch of uh, resilient channel and this three-quarter inch Sonopan, but not all of them are necessary. Sometimes you might just want to use Sonopan. Uh, sometimes you don't, uh, you don't need all of those. El- More often than not, you don't need all of the elements. Nice. And so it's not not massively impactful. 
generally no. Yeah, and I guess the only I, I don't know if that's the way you're getting at here, Dan. But like, if you have a lower ceiling in a basement, yeah. you want to be you really mindful of like every inch of that exactly. Stuff, right? And yeah, that's, that's where maybe you put the one on top. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So yeah. up down yeah. duplex. So right? the one on is, top is it worth doing both? For instance, it is absolutely. Yeah. So the one on top is designed specifically for impact noise, so that footfall and that um, uh, furniture moving things like that. But it does take care of take care of a degree of airborne noise because it is very similar to. Sonopan, it is the fiberboard panel still, but because we have to compress it for flooring use, it doesn't do as well as Sonopan for, for airborne noise. So the talking TV, generally the more annoying noise. Right. Uh, so it is sometimes the best option for, for a lot of people because it still does make a big difference and you don't have to then disrupt drywall or uh, a neighbor downstairs or whatever the situation is. Uh, but certainly it, it makes sense to do both the Sonopan X on the floor and Sonopan on the ceiling if you want to uh, to stop all the types of noise. And it's, again, a dollar a square foot, so you're not talking a big, big expense. Dude, it's actually so funny because like you de- you underestimate how big of a pain point this is, but then like you're describing certain noises. And I'm remembering my first duplex that I lived in the basement apartment of in university and I rented out the upstairs. And it's like boiling my blood when you're talking about like people, (laughs) me being able to hear their TV. Like it is, if you live with noise from your neighbors, like you know how much of an issue this is. It is funny. It always reminds me of those old movies where people are like taking the broom and like banging the the ceiling and being like, shut up up there kind of thing, right? But no, I mean, it happens, it happens far too often, right? This is, this is a, we're not joking. Like if you are a landlord that has not gotten a noise complaint, you don't own enough properties yeah. or you have <laughs> incredible quiet enough, tenants yeah. or you haven't been doing or it long enough. Because Yeah, because it, it, you know, it happens, it happens far too often. And, and it goes, you know, if, if Mike was sitting here being like, you know, it's going to be, it's $10,000 to, to install this kind of thing. Well, you know, it's a bit of a harder sell at that point, but for for a dollar a square foot to to get not only peace of mind as a landlord but to actually be that good landlord that we all aspire to be right and and to treat our clients and to provide our clients with with a better quality of life guess what you provide your clients with a better quality of life they're going to stick around longer i've had people essentially threaten to leave long term great tenants be like i can't handle this anymore you know the guy below me the guy above me is Coming home late, slamming the door, playing the music, turning the TV, yeah, and this might a be a door shutting contest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, or you know, yelling, screaming matches, you know, any, any type yeah. of bad situation, and and those people shouldn't have to deal with that. You can't go in and tell these people how to live their lives, but what you can do is create that barrier, and this is. By the sounds of it, the best way to do it. it. It definitely is. And again, there's a lot of misinformation out there. You're not building a recording studio. You're simply just blocking. Wait, we're not? <laughs> well, we are today, <laughs> but. <laughs> I don't know how to call that. This, yeah, this that, yeah. Version one, yeah. version one yeah. here. But uh, I mean, you, you're not building a recording studio at the end of the day in your apartment. You don't care to, uh, you know, if an ambulance goes by, you might hear it slightly. Is it going to wake you up? No. But the point is you want to not hear your neighbor uh, talking, yelling. Uh, you don't want to not hear the TV, things like that. That makes a big difference for people's quality of life. For sure. I think uh, I'm good here. Do you? Is there anything that you want to add or Nick you, before we wrap no, up? No, no. Any, any closing 
Any closing remarks, Mike? Again, just reach out to us if you have questions because, I mean, each situation is a little different. And uh, Nick, you just brought one up earlier about retrofitting. You can either install Sonopan in new construction or retrofit, go right over existing drywall. And there's different uh, uh, applications on our website. But if you do have any questions or you just want to chat about soundproofing, give us a call. We're happy. We're here to reach out. We're here for you to reach out to and we're happy to help. So uh, we look forward to hearing. I just want to jump back in there before we finish up. So you... so. I could take, I could, could I take sauna pan panels and put them on top of existing drywall, screw them into existing drywall, and then put drywall back on top of that? Correct. Yes, you sandwich. Okay, you that's want, huge. I did not realize that because that, that changes every. I mean, I'm not you, ripping you my ceiling like down. You like doing demo. Right? <laughs> well, I, like, I like doing demo, but if, if I have a tenant in there that's complaining about yeah. it, I don't want to be like, okay, you know, go grab a hotel yeah, or go stay yeah. with family for a week while I rip your ceiling down, make a, make a mess of everything, and, uh, and, you know, then put a whole ceiling back up. That also gets a lot more expensive right right where if i can just put this the this product up and then just go put drywall on to over over top of it it just and seems then, yeah, like a way better idea of that density piece right or is that what you call it not density mass it's right? well there's the four different mass. elements right yeah, so you don't yeah. you, even just a sh- single sheet of five eighths is yeah. that's usually code is a single yeah. sheet of five eighths yeah. but uh you can use up to two depending on the situation and uh I mean, that really, that's that's as simply as it is, is just installing Sonopan right over the existing drywall and drywalling right over top. And that could be a two or three day turnaround. You could do it over a weekend, pay yeah. for your tenant to go uh, have a weekend away somewhere and yeah. you come back and you've, you've soundproofed and fixed a lot of no, the issues. I think, I think that's huge. I think that's, because again, if, it, if it's if it's one of those applications that's strictly new construction, that, that, that changes things quite a bit, right? Um, you're essentially canceling out, you know, a large portion of the market, a large portion of what people are, you know, small cap landlords are trying to do, but um, the fact that it can just be slapped up on on top of existing stuff is is huge. Well, especially in the in the retrofit world, like mm-hmm. with you know, we t- we talk a lot on about how policy coast to coast is going to converting existing dwellings. Like we have Bill Twenty Three being proposed in Ontario. We have you know EB's plan in BC. Um, uh, was it Lynn in um, in Vancouver who's basically proposing the same thing? It, I think in the, in the next decade you'll be able to multiplex any house in Canada. Really, like I think that's the direction policy is going. In a retrofit application, like not every house in Canada would make for a good multiplex as is, right? So how do how do we at a low on a low cost basis make them livable as two or three units? You know, because the square footage is there. We have way too big of houses. Baby boomers have all these massive mm. four bedroom houses scattered across the country. Let's. I think our generation is going to be the ones cutting those up and making them into smaller multifamily properties. So, um, for our audience, if you have any questions about um, building materials in general, I think because you're exceptionally qualified to talk about that, like you know the, the entire package of building materials, um, send them to us via email or on Instagram or whatever. And we'll send them to Mike and we can even just get sound bites of him recording them and have him back on the show a couple of times to just answer any questions that you might have from a structural perspective of how to improve your investment property because I, I really enjoyed what you had to say. And I think we, we did focus a lot on soundproofing here, but I think you are exceptionally qualified to talk about kind of full scope improvements of like how to make investment properties better. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I'm opening myself up to what well, I'm opening myself up to here, but uh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, I, I'm happy to talk about it. It's uh, something I've, I've worked with my whole life and uh, be interested in, in chatting with people, hearing different situations. Awesome. Okay. Thanks so much, everybody. (laughs) No, okay. I'm just kidding. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again, Mike. Thanks for having me on.
The Canadian Real Estate Investor Podcast is for entertainment purposes only, and it is not financial advice. Nick Hill is a mortgage agent with Premier Mortgage Center and a partner in the G&H Mortgage Group, license number 10317, agent license M21004037. Daniel Foch is a real estate broker licensed with Rare Real Estate, a member of the Canadian Real Estate Association, the Toronto Real Estate Board, and the Ontario Real Estate Association.